Welcome, everybody, to Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider on the Talk North Network. This is Jeff Diamond, former Vikings GM, former Tennessee Titans president. Our show is brought to you by our great sponsor, the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC. Happy to be with you today. And in the midst of free agency in the NFL, today we'll talk about the Vikings' tumultuous week and all their moves, subtractions, additions, restructures, pay cuts, all kinds of stuff going on with the Minnesota Vikings and around the league, some major free agent signings and big moves involving potentially Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, other quarterbacks on the move, the Eagles keeping some of their defensive players together, the Bears making a lot of moves in free agency, and talk about my recollections of Bud Grant, who I had a very close relationship with, who passed away last week. And so let's start out with the Vikings and what has happened this week. As I said, very tumultuous, several subtractions to start the week. And last week with Eric Kendricks being released, Adam Thielen being released, two longtime star players for this franchise. And then as free agency opened this week, Dalvin Tomlinson, a disappointing signing with Cleveland, leaving the Vikings defensive line a little shorthanded. We'll see how they address that the rest of free agency and in the draft. Patrick Peterson heading to Pittsburgh, which was an interesting move on his part, going to a different scheme. We'll see how that plays out for him. Vikings replacing him with Byron Murphy Jr., a free agent signing. If he can stay healthy, he's a really high-caliber player, potentially. A couple other free agent signings by the Vikings. Josh Oliver, tight end. Marcus Davenport, kind of a questionable signing on the defensive line. And as an edge rusher potentially to replace Zadarius Smith, who may be on the move and probably is to save $12 million. Dalvin Cook, question mark there after re-signing Alexander Madison. Kirk Cousins, an important move for the Vikings salary cap-wise, saving $16 million by converting a roster bonus into a, a, a signing bonus, spreading it out over the life of of a contract with some voidable years, which enabled them to lower his salary cap number by $16 million, which was an essential move for them, along with the releases of, of Kendricks and, and, and Thielen that freed up the money to be able to go into free agency and sign Byron Murphy Jr., Josh Oliver, Marcus Davenport, and several important re-signings that the Vikings have had as I said, it kind of started out a little shaky. I, I'm sure the Vikings fan base, very nervous with several departures. But then the Vikings started making some moves, keeping Garrett Bradbury, which I thought was a, a very good signing for them at, at a value of, of $5.25 million per year. I think that is a, a good contract for the Vikings. Bradbury, we know, has some deficiencies when he goes up against guys like Dexter Lawrence, who had a big day against him in the in the playoff game but in that situation Bradbury was also had missed several weeks with his back injury if he can stay healthy and and be consistent and continue to improve it's a it's a good signing for the Vikings because he he knows the system he and Cousins are comfortable together Nick Mullins the backup quarterback re-signed Andrew DePaula the long snapper re-signs 
As I mentioned, Alexander Madison, I think that was an important re-signing, especially with Dalvin Cook. I would say likely on the move, and it probably will happen. We're recording on Friday morning, probably happened today. He ends the Darius Smith. If Cook is released, that'll free up $5.9 million. If he's traded, it would free up $7.9 million. Zadarius so Smith will free up $12.6 million. And it's pretty obvious that he's headed elsewhere. He's asked to be traded or released. And the signing of Marcus Davenport kind of covers the Vikings. If Davenport, Davenport can become more consistent as a player, he is a guy who was the number 14 overall pick in 2018 by the Saints, very athletic for a big man, had a career-high nine sacks in 11 games in 2021, and then he had a poor season last year with only a half a sack in 14 games. He's also shifting from a 4-3 defensive end in New Orleans to become a 3-4 defender in new coordinator Brian Flores' defense. So, that's a, a little questionable, a little risky at one year, $13 million. At least it's only a one-year deal, so if it doesn't pan out, both sides move on. But the Vikings are going to really need Marcus Davenport to produce as he did in 2021 or even better as a sidekick to Daniil Hunter. They're still going to have to get an extension done on Hunter at some point. So there are a lot of moving pieces in free agency, and Frankly, that's life in the NFL. It's it's tough for fans to be patient when they see good popular players like Thielen and Kendricks, Tomlinson and Peterson leave. But the new blood coming in with Byron Murphy Jr., Josh Oliver, an interesting guy. I thought it was a little bit of an overpay at, at three years and $21 million for a guy who's primarily, primarily a blocking tight end. But he had a lot of teams interested him in him reportedly around the league. And so we'll see how that one plays out. But as I said, several good re-signings for the Vikings that were important and we'll see what shakes out in the next day or so with cook, with Zadarius Smith and the Vikings will, will roll on from there. It's, it's, as I said, a tough situation, hard to keep teams together a lot different from when I started in the NFL and there was no free agency back then. Back in those days, we had maybe a couple, three, four, five new players a year. Now there's probably 15 to 20 new players per year on the roster. The Vikings are going to have several new starters on defense. We know that. And it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens with Brian Flores, the new coordinator, as he gets these new players into the system such as Byron Murphy Jr. I thought it was really important that they kept Harrison Smith and got him on a restructured pay cut deal, reduced his salary cap by $6.7 million, but keeping their veteran leader in the secondary, really important, I think. And now the health of players like Andrew Booth Jr. or Caleb Evans at corner, they need those guys to come back. I fully expect them to use a first-round pick on a corner, or an edge rusher. So we'll see how that works out coming up in about a month with the NFL draft. So a lot of, a lot of things happening around the league, a lot of things with the Minnesota Vikings. Are they a better team today than they were a week ago? That is debatable. But as we said, 
there are some really interesting guys coming in. I think Byron Murphy Jr., he was the first pick in the second round a couple of years back by Arizona. A lot of people felt he was kind of an under-the-radar cornerback in this free agent market compared to guys like James Bradbury in, in Philadelphia. But Murphy, some people thought he could be even uh, a 15 to $16 million a year player. The Vikings get him two years at $22 million for $11 million a year. And that could be a good value signing for the guy who looks like he's going to be their number one corner. As I said, Davenport, one year, $13 million. Questionable signing. Oliver, they may have overpaid a little bit, but if he's a, a big contributor, along with TJ Hawkinson, then that one will pan out for $7 million a year. It looks like Irv Smith Jr. will not be able to be brought back with the money that they're p- putting towards Oliver in this situation. And so... A lot of things happening on that Vikings offense. They're probably going to need to maybe draft another wide receiver uh, unless perhaps Jalen Naylor or Jalen Rager can step up as the third guy with Thielen gone behind Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne. Obviously, a big consideration for the Vikings in the back of their minds is is Jefferson's big extension that's going to be coming. And they can work a deal where that first-year salary cap is probably in the 10 to $15 million range. But over time, it's going to jump because he's going to sign for probably a little bit over $30 million a year. And it's a big, big deal coming up in that regard. I want to get back to Cousins for a sec. The interesting thing to me is that it was a, a straight restructure with no extension. So Kirk Cousins last year under his contract is coming up in 2023. What are they going to do? I, th- I think obviously they're going to still work towards an extension. I think the quarterback market has jumped, and, and I think that's complicating the situation. Daniel Jones getting $40 million a year from the Giants. I like Daniel Jones as a player, but he's had one good year in New York compared to Cousins' consistent production for many years. Daniel Jones happened to beat Kirk Cousins in the playoff game. We know that. But the question is, what has his – 40 million a year done to the cousins contract demands. And I'm sure that they're asking for a little bit north of 40 million a year after what Jones got and cousins currently under a $35 million per year deal. I still think they'll work out an extension for him. I still think he's a top 12 quarterback in this league and had was probably top 10 last year with his eight come from behind victories. Unfortunately, the final throw of the year still sticks in everybody's mind when he threw it short of the sticks to Hawkinson in the loss to the Giants. So we'll see how Kirk Cousins pans out. A lot of things going on. Come back and I want to talk about some big things going on around the NFL and talk about Bud Grant. But first, talk about our great sponsor, the White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC. I'm always excited to talk about White Bear Lake Superstore Buick GMC. My longtime friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Gattrell, and their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume, Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection in their super-friendly premium team. Check out their great website, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. You will see 2.9% APR for five years plus a $4,000 purchase allowance and a $1,500 engine credit on GMC Sierra 1500 elevations with a high-turbo output engine. There's a 3.9% APR offer for five years plus $750 purchase allowance on Buick Envisions, 
4.15% APR for five years plus $750 purchase allowance on all GMC terrains. No monthly payments for 90 days on those envisions and terrains. And also introducing the new 2024 Encore GX. The White Bear Lake Superstore is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at whitebearlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Looking around the league in free agency, it's been a wild first week, and I've been covering it with my work for the 33rd team, 33rdteam.com. You can check out. I've been evaluating and grading all of the major free agency moves, and there have been a ton of them around the league starting on Monday with the legal tampering period. The official league year opened on Wednesday, and, and now the official signings are taking place. For players such as Byron Murphy Jr., Josh Oliver, Marcus Davenport with the Vikings, and then around the league, you've got, of course, the drama, as usual, with Aaron Rodgers. He says he wants to be a Jet. He says that the Packers are holding it up by asking for more excessive compensation. Very interesting. <laughs> and the Packers are in no hurry because actually their salary cap will take a bigger hit with, when, when they trade Rodgers than what they have right now with Rodgers on the roster. And so it's it's a really interesting situation. The Jets, I'm sure, are feeling the pressure to get this deal done and get Rodgers in there. For the Packers, they could actually save money under the cap if they trade him after June 1st. So this thing could drag out. I don't think it will. I think that the Jets are going to want to get a pick in this coming draft. If they wait till June 1st, they would have to wait till next year. And I'm sure they're seeking probably two number one picks. I would guess it ends up more in the range of a second round pick this year, maybe a fourth round pick or a third round pick this year and a first round pick next year. It's going to still be good compensation, but the Packers are probably trying to get a deal such as Detroit got when they traded Matthew Stafford and what the situation for the Seattle Seahawks, who when they traded Russell Wilson, multiple first-round picks, multiple extra picks. I don't think that's going to happen in this case. Rodgers is six years older than those guys, and he could up and retire any time. But I also thought it was very amusing when he said, I was 90% sure I was going to retire when I went into my darkness retreat, which I think is a bunch of you-know-what, because he was never going to retire and give up $59 million in compensation this year and also the fact that he did not want to enter the hall of fame the same year as tom brady if they'd retired in the same year so i, I thought that was a bunch of hogwash from rogers who has has given us a lot of that in the past but we'll be on the lookout jordan love is obviously going to be the guy in green bay so the packers i expect them to take a little step back at quarterback but he was a first round pick we'll see perhaps he will pan out as Rodgers did and be a starter for 15 years. The Vikings hope not <laughs> after Rodgers successfully replaced uh, Brett Favre back in the day. Other big moves, Jimmy Garoppolo signed by the Raiders. I think that's a good move for the Raiders. If Garoppolo can stay healthy, May Baker Mayfield down to Tampa Bay on a, on a one-year deal. The Eagles, NFC champs, keeping 
their kind of their core on defense together with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, James Bradbury, Darius Slay. So they're they're going to be plenty talented. They've got two first round picks. They did lose probably the best defensive tackle on the market in Javon Hargrave had 11 sacks last year, lost him to San Francisco, which gets a little scary thinking of the 49ers with Hargrave lining up by Nick Bosa. Wow. And Eric Armstead, 49ers are going to be very formidable on that defense, which they were last year with the, the league's number one defense. The Eagles also lose Miles Sanders, their, their top running back, but they've got Kenneth Gainwell coming back. They lost two starting linebackers. We knew the Eagles were going to take a hit, but they've been able to weather the storm pretty well. Holly Roseman, the GM, does a great job, does a lot of avoidable contracts that are going to come home to roost someday. But for now, the Eagles are still looking good, and they got Jalen Hurts, too, who they're going to have to extend this year. The Chicago Bears have been a really interesting team in free agency, and with the trade of the number one pick to Carolina, picking up a bunch of extra draft picks, and also DJ Moore, uh, a very quality wide receiver to help their receiving game. He'll team with Darnell Moody. I think I think this is a good move for the Bears. They've also been act, very active in free agency, picking up a number of players to help their defense. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Ed, Edwards coming from the Eagles, Edmonds coming from Buffalo, two linebackers, very quality players. David Montgomery, good running back coming from um, Chicago, or I'm sorry, David Montgomery leaving, and but they've, they've added uh, Dante Foreman. Uh, the Bears are, are bringing in some players to, uh, to, to bulk up their team offensively. Also, Nate Davis, a guard coming from Tennessee. As I said, Montgomery, interestingly, leaves the Bears, goes to the Lions, and he'll, he'll just be subs- a, a substitute for Jamal Williams, who, who left Detroit and is headed to New Orleans. So interesting moves by the Bears in free agency. Demarcus Walker, a defensive end, is added also. Uh, a good signing in, in Kari Blasting game. They're starting fullback, who's one of the top fullbacks in the league. The Bears are going to be a better team. We know that. And they're beefing up their support for Justin Fields, which I think is really important. Plus, they'll have all these extra draft picks. Look out for the Bears in the future. The Detroit Lions make a big move in their secondary by adding Cameron Sutton from Pittsburgh, a really good starting cornerback for them for for their defense that was pretty poor last season. The Orlando Brown saga in Kansas City, and and here's a player, the, the top offensive tackle on the market, who was shooting for a $23 million a year deal to, to be the top paid tackle in the league. And he winds up, he, first of all, he turned down a, a de- deal close to that last year that the Chiefs were offering him. He's a four-time All-Pro, has been Patrick Mahomes' blindside protector, has played really well in Kansas City for their Super Bowl champion team. And as I said, he was shooting for the top of the market, couldn't get there. And, and so the, the Chiefs couldn't get a deal done. They didn't want to franchise him as they did last year and have tie up $20 million on the cap. So what happens, Orlando Brown overshoots the market. The, the Chiefs go and sign Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville for $20 million a year, 
which you would think they could have gotten Brown for maybe a little more than that, but obviously couldn't get a deal done. And Brown, they had given up a first-round pick a couple years ago to Baltimore. They lose him, sign Taylor, and Brown ends up in Cincinnati, <laughs> where he'll play with Joe Burrow, and he's going to make $16 million a year. Nothing to sneeze at, by the way, but a far cry from what he was seeking, which was in excess of $20 million a year. And at $16 million a year, he's not even the top 10 paid tackles in the league. So kind of a crazy situation with Orlando Brown. Other big moves around the league. Jalen Ramsey is traded to Miami from the Rams. Uh, he'll create a, a great secondary in, in, in the, with the Dolphins. Darren Waller, the great tight end from the Raiders, who's been hurt a lot, traded to the Giants, gives Daniel Jones another quality weapon. And as I said, just a lot of movement around the NFL with free agency, a lot of things happening. And it continues as, as the week progresses. So lots of stuff going on around the league with the Vikings. We'll keep an eye on the Dalvin Cook situations, the Darius Smith situation, see where the Vikings go as they head towards the rest of free agency, the draft. Are they going to add another receiver? Are they going to add another corner? Probably in the first round of the draft. It's a pretty strong corner draft, which will be good. A lot of things happening in Minnesota. I want to talk a little bit about my friend and a, a man I worked with for many years with the Vikings, Bud Grant, who passed away uh, over the weekend. Uh, I had a very, as I said, very good relationship with Bud. I worked with him for 10 plus years when he was head coach and I was a, a young PR operations guy and then an assistant general manager. Worked very closely with Bud on things such as when I ran team training camp early in my career, when I had ran team travel, Bud, Bud would always kind of drive me crazy because he had this thing where he wanted to get the team to the stadium exactly one hour before game time, which would put us in game traffic when most teams arrive at the stadium three hours before the game or two and a half hours before the game. And so I had to always map out routes, get police escorts and part of, Actually, I, I owe part of my first promotion, I guess, to Bud because in 1976, the Vikings were late to a, to a game in Pontiac, Michigan against the Lions, got stuck on the freeway, and, and, and my predecessor running the team travel, travel got fired. I, I took over the next year. I had to sign a back route off the freeway, get police escort. We arrive at the stadium an hour and a half before the game, and there's Bud looking at his watch <laughs> and says, hey, Jeff, we're a little early. <laughs> and I said, we'll have it right next year, coach, I promise, which we did. But I also have a, a, a great personal story about Bud. He, a lot of people viewed him as very stoic and non-emotional, but those who knew him well, like myself, saw a lot of heart and emotion in Bud Grant. I saw it when Jim Marshall retired and, and Bud was very tearful at the press conference. I saw it. I was fortunate to attend his Hall of Fame enshrinement in the mid-90s, and he gave a very emotional speech. And But my, my personal favorite Bud memory, when I left the Vikings in early 1999, um, and my contract was up, and I had the the power struggle going on with, with Dennis Green, and I had offers around the league, and I had 
the offer to go down to Tennessee. But this was even before I had the, the Titans offer as president. And I was packing up my office. Um, I think it was sometime in, in early May. And, and who shows up? And it's, it's probably nine o'clock at night. Bud Grant comes to the office. He, he knew I was kind of packing things up. He came to the office, spent about a half hour, sit, sat down with me. And just we talked about life, talked about how one door closes, another door opens. And he said, he said, you're going to have other opportunities. And and he was right. And he really boosted my spirits that day uh, as I had spent my whole career with the Vikings. And I, I knew I was going to have other offers elsewhere. But there was a sadness in leaving the organization where I had spent my so many years and, and also my hometown and with a possible move of my family ahead. So I'm always grateful to Bud for the time we spent together that night and just my um, relationship with him over the years. I, I've seen him many times in recent years at different Viking events and other things. And so uh, he will be greatly missed, had a fantastic, great life, lived to 95 years old. But my condolences go out to the entire Grant family on Bud's passing. So, as I said, uh, a lot of things going on around the NFL with the Vikings, free agency. Jim will be back next week with me as we further break it down. And thanks to Brandon Morton, our producer. Thanks to our great sponsor, White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC. And this is Jeff Diamond, and I will talk to you next week. 